Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Popcorn Heist, the podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Nick. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Not not summer anymore, but it's it's still movie time. Movies been pumping out. Pretty far from summer movie time. It's cold pretty, out. Pretty far. Yeah. It's freezing. It's falling out. But and... you know I'm bodying popcorn all the same. <laughs> I would expect nothing <laughs> less from you. Uh, but unfortunately, the movie we're talking about today is a Marvel movie. That's not the unfortunate part. The unfortunate part is I did not get to see it with Nick, and we've seen every Marvel movie in theaters opening night since Captain America Civil War. And alas, That is true. It was actually heartbreaking when I saw you going to the movies without me on Snapchat. Um, I was pretty pissed. Uh, <laughs> but alas, we have both seen the movie at this point, and uh, for those of you not familiar with Jake and I or with Popcorn Heist, uh, and joining us for the first time, uh, Popcorn Heights is a brand that was created by Jake and I to share our love for movie and TV content with diehard fans, made by diehard fans. Popcorn Heights, the podcast, is a show where we can nerd out on franchises we love the most, like Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Avatar, Disney, and in this case, Marvel. Uh, we release new episodes on Thursdays, and if you like an episode, definitely follow us and re- uh, review us on whatever platform you're listening on. It really helps us out a lot. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't also mention the other pod, the other podcast on our network, and we have the two hosts on our show today, A Simps Guide to the MCU, where the relationships, romances, and bromances of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are discussed with Alyssa and Kelly, who, as I said, we have on the show with us today. And if you want more pop culture content like blog posts, rankings, brackets, and trivia on Tuesdays, visit us at popcornheist.com or follow us on Instagram at popcornheist. So... Welcome back. We are discussing the Eternals. Uh, Jake and I are huge Marvel nerds. As we mentioned, we've seen every Marvel movie on opening night. And I did not see this movie with Jake, and I did not see it on opening night, which was tough pills to swallow. Two two strikes, Nick. Two strikes, I know. But I did see it. And um, as mentioned, we do have our favorite simps on the show, (laughs) who are also big Marvel fans. Say hi, guys. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Simps and non-simps. And now that we're all ready to record, I don't think I need this blanket anymore. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Did you make that? Yep. Oh, my God. I just drew it with a Sharpie, and this is nail polish. You simp. Those of you who Alyssa just took off her jacket and says, I hard drew So I think you know how this episode's about to go. (laughs) I was wondering why you were like all – you were like – I was like, what is she doing? It's a – Listen, I – I knew you had something under there. I knew it. Oh my if you God. don't usually what change a, a Sims guide, we always do this a lot of times. We, we'll tease each other or like hide what we're wearing or a little like trinket that's part of the show just to, you know, keep it spicy. But yes, I did just make this and it's crooked, but I love it and I will wear it on the street. So love that. That's all that matters. We, I saw the when you guys both had the um, the Morris shirts after yeah. uh, Shang-Chi. <laughs> That was a complete coincidence. Yeah. 
I don't think it was though. You guys are you guys have a connection. That's a that's not a coincidence. Well, that's the thing. I was like Kelly. I kind of wanted to be a surprise, and she's like me too. And then I knew instantly that we had gotten the same shirt. But it was still fun to see. Yeah. So I know Alyssa has the I Heart Jewelry shirt. Kelly, are you hiding any any clothing related Listen, to any of the Eternals? I'm safe. I was gonna wear my Harry Styles t-shirt. Hmm. Oh, that would have been accepted. I would have accepted. <laughs> but I was running late, <laughs> so no shirt was worn. Okay, well, well, strike for you too, Kelly. Damn, unacceptable. I'll just leave. <laughs> But um, yeah, even though Nick, I was upsetting not to have you there. I had the simps there to co- to comfort me in the theater, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. honestly we needed a lot of comforting because it was quite an experience in that theater. Um, yeah, don't want to derail, <laughs> or but let me it tell may, you, it may have been my my least favorite time ever being in a movie theater. And I'm not a person who I don't like to go see movies. I'll only see the Marvel movies what? in theater. I, I don't. I'll only see the Marvel I love ones. It. And this is one of the reasons why, because of what happened. It was not joking, you Nick. Ninety-five degrees in the theater. Yeah. It was so hot. Oh like, God! So so hot. And pe- number one, probably number one pet peeve, maybe not even for movie theaters, just in the world, is the entire back row was not only bursting out laughing and giggling at every single line in the movie, even if it wasn't <laughs> funny. Like they would just like they kissed or like they literally would turn and say hi to another character and they'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my yeah, God. They were like trolling. Hardcore. This sounds horrible. So it's my worst movie theater experience was Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix when the sound <laughs> went out for about five minutes. Uh, <laughs> did they rewind oh. it? Did you do that? No. Oh, that's annoying. Eh, not oh that much of a loss. God. Order of the Phoenix is all right. Oh, come on. Anyway, we're talking about Marvel here. No Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah, don't don't True. get off off topic, boys. We like to go on tangents. It's fun. That's what we do. Oh, uh, we do that too. But another thing we like to do is quote. Uh, we like to quote movies, Nick and I. We like to quote TV shows. We like to quote uh, all all things in life. We like to quote Random friends. people we meet on the street, friends. We quote everything. It literally, we're, we're mad men. If you haven't noticed, <laughs> if you haven't noticed by now, if you haven't picked up on that. Um, so Eternals is, um, you know. We've gotten some new stuff in Phase 4. We've gotten Loki. They're really diving heavy into the multiverse. Shang-Chi was a whole new side of the the MCU. But I think we can all agree that Eternals is really something that we kind of haven't seen at all. Um, It's got some familiar shades from stuff in the MCU, but it's really a new era and a completely new territory. So we felt that this quote was fitting. Uh, It's not necessarily a funny quote. I know we like to do funny quotes uh, a lot of times on the show. But this quote is from Arishim the Judge. He is the main celestial that watches over the main group of Eternals. And he says, Eternals, the end of one era is the beginning of another. And we felt that that was very fitting because shit's going down in the MCU now. Now, please I- deliver the quote in his voice. <laughs> yeah, just totally inaudible anything that comes out of that Could- six-eyed face. Was it really inaudible for you guys? Yes. I-, I was able to understand it <laughs> I literally had to like, you know what you have to like squint to hear? <laughs> like you have to squint oh, your yeah. eyes and be like, oh, it'll make me hear better. <laughs> like that was me. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Trying to get your face as close to the screen as possible. Turn it up. <laughs> when I was so thankful that one time like he came on screen and had like a whole big line and then Cersei repeated what he said and I was like, oh, thank you, Cersei. <laughs> <laughs> 
So by the end of this episode, again, like we did for summer movies, we're going to do the popcorn high support card. We're going to rank it all up, give Eternals a rating. Uh, but let's just get into it. Free discussion. Um, you know, kind of a unique experience. I don't know if you guys are able to hold yourself back. I don't have a lot of self-control with Marvel movies. I like to mm. I look at stuff before the movie is uh, comes out because I get so excited. And I saw the reviews that were coming in. Uh, critics were, you know, to be frank, trashing the movie, um, review bombing it. There's a lot of trolls out there and critics were not very fond of it. Uh, do you guys agree? Did you see the ratings before you saw the movie? Um, what do you I think? I don't usually read ratings before I see the movie because I like to keep it fresh. Also, like Marvel movies are still like kind of just kind of like made fun of and like not really taken with respect as it is like by um, reviewers and stuff. But I mean, when we finished the movie, I was like, okay, that was good, you know. But the more I think about it, honestly, the more kind of like problems I find and and think that there are a lot of like could have a lot of it felt pretty half baked to me when it was all said and done. I don't know how you all felt. Um, do you want to go, Kelly or Nick? I have a I have some thoughts. All right, so also. I'll go before you guys. Um. I am deep, deep, deep in both Marvel and Harry Styles Twitter. (laughs) That's all that ever shows up on my timeline. So I saw pretty much everything um, from the critics saying it was terrible and then the critics also spoiling the post credit scene, um, Mm -hmm. which I am very, very upset about. I'm not even going to lie. Like, if if you're a critic, why why are you spoiling the end of a movie that literally comes out in two weeks? And you know people are gonna like want it, want to see that for the first time. Yeah. Like, um, my mom went and saw it, and she texted me right after. She's like, "OMG, was that Harry Styles?" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it was." And that's like the reaction I wanted to have. Um, but I definitely agree with Alyssa. Like, I kind of left the theater. Like, like when I watched Shang Chi, I was like, we were all. I was like, "Damn, that was like a great movie. Like that mm-hmm. was fun, and it had like great." great character development and everything like this i think they just tried to do too much with too many characters um so i i don't know if, if i agree with how low the rating went by by the critics but that's my opinion right now yeah i i didn't look at any um critic scores or anything i did have a friend who was able to see it early and he told me it was like amazing and then i had another friend who saw it a few nights before i did i think it was a friday or saturday um and um he said he fell asleep during it he was like it was so boring i fell asleep during it so i was like i don't know if i trust the opinion because you haven't watched the whole thing but then again like you fell asleep during it so how so it must have been kind of boring um i purposely don't ask jake about marvel movies like i didn't ask jake (laughs) about this movie because i knew that i trust his opinion too much so i purposely was like don't say anything um so i i didn't really know anything about this movie because i heard mixed things from friends and i didn't see any of the reviews I felt like I understand why my friend fell asleep in the first half. I felt like the first half I was like really not loving it. And I was like, deviants, like what the hell? Like they're just thrown in. Like it, it skipped around a lot. It went through different decades, like went back and forth a bunch. Um, I didn't like some of the characters and I'll get into who later. Um, I love some of the other characters. And like, I feel, I feel like as the movie went on, it like, you kind of meet the characters that are more lovable. And like, they actually become like, they start adding to the group as the movie goes on, like they, when they're all reuniting. So 
I kind of started to enjoy it more and more as the movie went on. Um, I also feel like the action, some characters I loved watching the action for, and some characters I really didn't like watching the action for. So I don't know. I think it. I I think what I enjoyed most about the movie is kind of like the relationships that they were able to connect in the in the movie. But um, overall, I think it was kind of choppy, and the action was like mixed, just because some characters were like so interesting to watch, and some characters were just not fun to watch at all. Fair enough. Um, I so I I saw the the bad reviews coming in, and you know I try not to to trust that obviously that, that must come fr- to a certain point from a, from a point of truth, you know, there's got to, not every critic is going to be a homophobe out there, you know, who are, there are trolls out there who are clearly trashing the movie just because of the inclusion and like the diverse cast, which was one of the high points of the movie. But my main takeaway from this movie is by a mile, it does not deserve the lowest ranking, the lowest rating in the MCU. That is, so I shot i think they're Who bugging said, oh someone said that the rotten tomatoes is, i think the rotten like, tomatoes is rotten lowest, yeah like uh, it's like 49 percent. It is it the lowest out of all of them yep even the dark world <laughs> <laughs> i like the dark world <laughs> i think that this was better than black widow in my opinion not better than shang chi i like oh, shang chi better, than, not better than, than Shang-Chi. not close i will say so listen like this may sound like a, a cliche answer but you can't I didn't have expectations for the characters because I have known nothing about the Eternals. I did a little yeah. research beforehand, but I knew Chloe Zhao. You know, she's highly regarded, you know, Oscar-winning director for Nomadland. Her cinematography is supposed to be beautiful. Um, I came in knowing, like, all right, this is. I can't view this as how I normally view a Marvel movie. I tried to keep an o- open mind as much as possible, and there's definitely some f- things I didn't like in the movie. You know, not a perfect movie, not a top ten Marvel movie, but does not deserve the lowest ranking in the MCU by far. I think that while it could have benefited from being a miniseries, I think that something this grand and something this huge to introduce to the MCU that spans across time like that could have been a great miniseries or a two-part movie. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we got. We got a movie. I really liked a lot of the relationships with the characters. I fell in love with all of the Eternals. Like, I want to see more from them. Yeah. And I don't know. You know... It's definitely not my favorite, but I think it doesn't deserve the hate. I think it did something really special and really unique, and they kind of went for it. And yeah, they may they might have missed the mark on certain points, but I think that there's a lot of good in this movie and a lot that was different and a lot of things that uh, other movies didn't accomplish as well in a shorter runtime, you know? Ten new characters, and I- I care, think it accomplished a lot. And I care about every single one of them, maybe- get out it's sprite i don't really <laughs> whatever but, yeah, um, come on or i actually don't i feel like it did get a lot done i agree with you there but i don't feel it was that like everyone was saying oh it's gonna be such a different like so different than any of the marvel movies like i feel like it still fell into the main marvel tropes in the end like there was beams going all around there was big cgi fights uh, i feel like the only thing that was really that different was like the diverse cast and like the amount of main characters there were and like the scale of things, I guess. But I don't really feel like it was that different from other Marvel movies. Like it definitely did a lot of the same stuff. I, 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 oh, who's uh, going? Who's going? <laughs> I, I, before I forget, I was going to say yeah. in response to that is like, I feel like while a lot of other movies like Black Panther introduced Wakanda, that's got its mm-hmm. own like lore and its style and its feel. Uh, Guardians has like, like Jack, that Jack Kirby style. 
Um, I feel like Eternals came with such a vibrant mythos and mythology and lore along with it that that's what made it feel different to me. Like it didn't, yeah, it had those like superhero tropes in it, but it really actually felt like something different combined with a Marvel movie. Whereas like Shang-Chi felt like a Marvel movie, but yeah, it took me into its own world and it stood alone. But this really, I felt like the mythos and the lore was more powerful than other movies in the MCU. It was definitely grand. Mm -hmm. I mean, from a Sims perspective, this is the most romantic of the Marvel films. And I know we won't take too much time in this pod because me and Kelly will be recording our Sim review pod as well. But almost all of the Eternals were coupled up. I mean, Mm -hmm. mostly with each other. Um, and some without. So that was kind of nice to see a lot of our heroes being in these kind of more loving scenarios. Um, but this is something else that me and Kelly were talking about and Jake, I think, after the movie a little bit. You know, the deviants running around, and this is the same thing that happens in, like, Spider-Man Far From Home and all this stuff. Avengers level threat. We could have got maybe one person that noticed something was weird. And then, two, I just feel like the deviants were basically, like, useless. They, had, mm-hmm. they were there to fight, but even that main deviant that was absorbing everybody, he should Mewtwo, have- Mewtwo, I call him. Yeah, the, basically Mewtwo, mm-hmm. the deviants, should have teamed up with them, if anything, against Arashem, because mm-hmm. they were both kind of like having these daddy issues, basically, and he gets killed in two seconds, and if yeah. Icarus is supposed to be the most powerful and all this kind of stuff, he couldn't kill him, and then Thena, while she's in a trance, getting her powers sucked out, and all this kind of stuff- is able to just cut him up like freaking fruit ninja. I thought she was going to die. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was going to just agree with what Jake said about how it would have benefited from having a miniseries. Like, if they had a miniseries before the movie, I feel like the movie would have been completely different and people would feel much different about it because when you have these character-driven um, films, when you're meeting... 10 characters for the first time you don't get a lot of each of them and Mm -hmm. i do i do you know like jake said like i i love all of them um i obviously have my favorite um (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like you kind of get bits and pieces of them and they try and establish themselves as oh icarus i'm the i'm supposed to be the leader like you kind of just know that you know because he seems, he's like, oh, I'm the most powerful. Like, are you? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it's just like, it felt very crammed to me in like similar ways, like in similar ways that um, the first Suicide Squad movie failed because there was too much going on. That's kind of like, you know, that's how I felt here. Yeah. I will say, I, I do want to address what uh, Alyssa said about the couple thing, because yeah. I, I saw this movie with a friend, uh, also named Kelly, but not this Kelly, and I'll give her credit for And she, like, turned, the first thing she said to me, she turned to me and she was like, I've never had a Marvel movie make me feel so single. <laughs> <laughs> they were all coupled up. And that is something I felt was believable. I did, I did believe, like, each of the individual relationships like mm-hmm. Dina and Gilgamesh was like a great duo yeah. um I, I can't I'm giving I'm gonna end up giving everyone nicknames because I only remember a handful of names um <laughs> Speedster and Makari um, Makari and Druig Makari and Druig like they had like a little duo going I like that they addressed it though but 
like because when they're like going back and forth like it's kind of like are they friends and then i like that the eternals addressed it too and i like so I, I i think they did build the relationships within the group really well um there's some that lacked and they kind of had to like tell you like sprite and icarish i'll call them rob stark <laughs> um <laughs> um like that one they just kind of told you didn't they didn't show you that one they were just like oh she's in love with him didn't show yeah. you that at all um why because he's hot um uh, yeah <laughs> well he is hot but like you didn't see that, like her falling in love it was like a little bit weird how they threw that in but uh, uh, some, i think that was the only relationship that they like really tried for and failed at all the rest kind of worked well also like sprite you know is is more like it's supposed to be i think a little kid with a crush i don't think it's supposed to be like well, as she, serious she's like and, as old as the rest of them so she that's i think that's what the disconnect is where maybe we didn't know it we didn't notice it because she looks like a kid so well, it came off as but just you don't like, even really see them she... interact but yeah. they treat her like a kid too yeah th so that's why like maybe those feelings were like if she was i don't know if she was it was an adult playing her maybe we've been like oh there's some energy there but like it yeah. came off as childish but you, you barely see them interact and, i feel right. like yeah you don't really see them interact. yeah you could have seen them interact a little more or like at least one flashback where we see where sprite falls in love with icarus you know what I mean? Like that could yeah, be something, something where they like, do like a mini mission connection. together. Yeah, it's is... the classic. He doesn't pay attention to me, so I'm in love with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know I exist. The, the classic. He has lasers coming out of his eyes. I'm in love with him. <laughs> I also feel like um, maybe it's just because I did feel not not so much because of Richard Madden, but I did feel like um, Rob Stark, Icarish. Um, I did feel like he was a little bit too stoic. So at times, him and Cersei's yeah. relationship felt like it was just part of the lore, and you didn't actually like feel it as much. There were some moments where you didn't, some moments where you didn't. He gave me real Homelander from the boys vibes, honestly. So I just oh, like yeah. did, I didn't really like him throughout. I knew he was going to be a villain the entire time. I turned to my friend and I was like, "He's definitely a villain. There's really? no way." Like in the trail, going into the movie, I didn't think so. I thought he was going to be the main good guy, and then like. After seeing him for four scenes, I was like, he's definitely the bad guy. And, like, he's sketchy. He ran away for no reason. I'm, and right when I saw – what's her name? Leader lady. Ajax. Ajax. Uh, when I saw her dead, I was like, he definitely did that. Leader so, lady. So when we first saw it, I think I was too surprised because that's another form of Marvel trickery where she was, like, in the trailer so much and made it seem like she was going to be there the whole time guiding them. And I was like, yeah. whoa, they're killing her already? Like, what the hell's happening? I, I knew that she was going to die, I feel like. I knew she was like, going to die, but not that early. You, know, you that can't was have the early. leader, like, chill the whole time. Like, you got to kill him at some point. Yeah. It was it just, early, though. It was very early. But I, I knew right when, like, as it was building towards the second act, I was like, oh, he definitely killed Ajax. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want to go back to what you said earlier, Alyssa, that the deviants were irrelevant like totally agree like if they weren't a major part of the eternals comic book story you wouldn't need them in this movie like i, I feel they only needed them just for a reason to bring the eternals back together after years and years but like crow was useless i feel like is crow mewtwo he's he's mewtwo yeah okay, oh, okay. one, <laughs> All right, one good. that's bill skarsgård like what huge actor like yeah but yeah. he, he come said on. like one line yeah ex <laughs> and like I don't know. And when he started talking, I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. And then it and was then he, so underutilized. He said nothing. I, I feel like Marvel's been doing that 
in the past few phase four movies where they have like the big villain and then they have like a really cool like side villain and then it's just very underused like shang chi had death dealer who just died randomly in the middle of the final battle and then um black Mm -hmm. widow taskmaster and and drake off like taskmaster vastly underused and drake Mm -hmm. off is just like the good point it's a very good point i don't know i feel like why not keep him around? Why not keep Death Dealer around as a side villain for a few movies? Why not keep Crow around, like, yeah. somehow? I just can't believe he was killed so easily after they were all fighting him, and then Thena just slices it. Like, that pissed me off. I was like, why? What was the point? He didn't do anything for them except kill Sweet Sweet They should have teamed up with him. They should have yeah. teamed up with him or something and, and like, had him... Maybe, she, maybe Thena kills him in the end for revenge or whatever, because I did... I did like that she was the one to end up doing it, but yeah. he should have helped them or something. It's, well, because also, like, to give them more information on to why they should go against Arshan, because if he has all the hive knowledge from, or whatever, if they even have that, I don't know, from the Deviants, they know more than them that they're just pawns. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I'll be honest with you, I kind of expected going into the movie just watching the trailers and stuff that he was going to be the one to reveal something to them yeah. about the should have been rather than irish him just telling cersei like listen yeah right you guys are here for a lie you know tell her as if she's not gonna tell everybody she has no loyalty to to you who is this man this is my first time meeting this man (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know why he'd be so quick to be like oh yeah here's the whole story also cersei to me ah she needed to toughen up man she was too indecisive too like not like that scene where Thena goes to her and just like get up is like my favorite scene in the whole movie because I'm just like Cersei like why are you whining all this time like you're powerful trust yourself like she's like I turned him into the tree I don't know why because you're powerful stop pretending like you're not and like I wanted her to have a confidence boost she never really got that big I think he did at the end the, like the very end and then she just was kind of like magically was able to take out a whole freaking I don't know I think that she went from zero to a hundred a little too quick. She reminds me of someone, like, in that sense that she, like, God, oh, I, the only person that's popping up into my head is the nature girl from Sky High. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but honestly, same thing, though. Like, they're similar, I, I would say. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I did like Cersei, though. I feel like one thing I'll say about the, I love your cup, Kelly. Uh, what's that mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, sorry. Um, one thing I will say about the Eternals and like their powers is I felt like they did a little bit to like separate each one's individual powers, but a lot of them did fall to the same, pretty much the same thing. Like I felt like uh, Icarus just shot beams out of his eyes. Um, What's his name? The actor guy shot them out of his hands um gadget guy shot like just shot gadgets around like i feel like a lot of their i I wish they did a little bit more to like separate their individual powers like only only a few of them like your boy druig had very individual powers uh cersei i felt like had pretty individual powers like i felt like they didn't do always for each one they didn't do like a ton to separate them i feel like they totally what was price powers illusions using the illusion stuff yeah but she also just shot things at certain points too I feel, like they, I feel like they totally like diversified their powers, but just Kingo and uh, Icarus. Yeah, Kingo and Inger, Icarus have like the same power. And Gilgamesh with the his big hand. Yeah, but I think he has oh, and Gilgamesh. Big yeah. Hand. And oh. I mean, uh, Thena too. Like Thena was cool with the swords and stuff, but like it didn't. It, 
But Thina it just gave me like, a hella vibe. I was just thinking hella the whole time. Well, Thina was cool. She was one of my faves. But yeah, no, I love um, Thina. But I'm saying yeah. like with like just like just like appearing the weapons. That's what hella did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't. I, I feel like the the thing I like the most about this movie is, and I, and I think it's a big reason why we fell in love with all of the Eternals is that even though it felt like a little packed at certain points they were able to give you small moments where you were like i completely understand this character like i know mm. i know what they what they're thinking i know like ev- like i understand them like they gave them each a small moment where you didn't feel like i have i like i don't care about this character maybe ajak like was the least one developed like i could kind of just view her as like the leader who just yeah. like was fed up with Arashim after a time but fastos they gave him like the whole Hiroshima scene where like he had faith mm-hmm. and he felt it was his, his responsibility. Uh, Druig felt like I could end this in a second. Like, why aren't you letting me help them? You know, mm-hmm. they all had like a little moment where I was like, like it, it, it just was done so well. in so such a short little time. Um, you know, I what know. I wish that's what moment? I liked more. Who? I wish Speedster got a moment. Yeah, I was going to say not enough of her at all. First of all, yeah. she's one of the more interesting of them right Mm -hmm. this is the first i believe deaf character that we have and she's played by a deaf actress and um it's just so interesting to see like them all signed to her or and she understands where people she's like oh like by the vibrations and stuff like Mm -hmm. like i wish there was more of her like yeah we had her in the action scene at the end but like like the the, my favorite moment is between her and druig that's when Mm -hmm. you kind of get it Mm-hmm. like like when they're you know she they're like she just like look they just like look at each other and you're like mm-hmm. damn like my beautiful makari <laughs> <laughs> and like i i just would like to have more i would have she like, she should have gotten a few more moments yeah um yes. i love honestly her action was one of the most fun to watch i feel like they actually used super speed well mm-hmm. it was yeah. better in this one than it was in age of ultron yeah. um she was like one of my favorites to watch her versus Icarus. I literally have to pause before saying his name because it feels so <laughs> weird. Um, she was her versus butt. him was like my, one of my favorite battles. It was like so cool. I, I actually liked at the end how they gave him a battle with like Athena, and then they gave it, him the speedster, and they gave him an um, gadget dude. Fastos. <laughs> like they gadget. gave him a moment with each person, and like I, I really liked that. Um, I feel like all three of those characters had interesting action sequences like i, I like watching their action and i didn't like icarus that much mm-hmm. um so it kind of like balanced it out a little bit in those individual fights do we think icarus is dead though he did fly yeah. the sun, but i don't think he's dead they have his memories in the world forge they could easily easily just rebuild him i think yeah. that version of him is dead but i think that they could easily but rebuild him in of? maybe he could survive the sun I feel like that was such a weird scene. Yeah, he just like, he just, like kills himself. Looked at the earth and then flew to the sun. Are you kidding me? He's like, let me just pull out. The it's like story the legend that Sprite though. made up about me. Sprite made up that story. Oh, is that a legend, Jake? Yeah, it's a Greek yeah, legend. Icarus flew too close to the sun. Yeah. Oh. So that's like, what they're. It. They're all based on like they all have like a legend they're tied to, like Fastos is hephaestus the armorer from greek mythology mm. athena is the greek goddess of athena. war athena yeah um druid druid, isn't, druid. yeah 
yeah. Sprite is like a mythological, like a uh, magical creature because she makes illusions. Um, does she also make soda? <laughs> That's it. I'll the whole time. I don't know who Kingo is. Who's Kingo supposed to be? I don't, I'm not sure. Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Yeah, the epic of Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh is the same thing, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. And who's Makari supposed to be? That I, I don't know either. Uh, most, of them, most of them are tied. Is Cersei the queen Cersei... of Game of Thrones? Is Cersei? No, no. It was so so weird seeing both Jon Snow and Rob Stark saying like, "I love, I love you, Cersei." I was like, "Yeah, no, don't." I, was like, no, I agree. Don't. I so agree. So oh, wait, weird. Wait, Macaria is the goddess of death, of a blessed death. Oh, she is a minion of her father Hades. Mm. So I say I typed in who's Macari? Oh, Macaria, but I guess it's got to be Macari, right? And then I'm going to look up Kingo. Keep talking. This is what we do in Sims Guide all the time. Keep going. Go for it. <laughs> oh, it's um, supposed to be Kingu. Oh. In Babylonian mythology. They were he in Babylon. his father. Oh, his, his mother is Tiamat. Like, Tiamat oh, was, was the thing. Yeah. But she was killed. I don't know if any of you guys have played <laughs> Breath of the Wild or... Uh... Uh, the, oh, that's funny. Have you played Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild? Any of you guys? I played, I played like a little bit a of it, Zelda but not, game not at some point it. in my life. <laughs> at the at the end, when Tiamat was like uh, turned to stone and like his half of his head was coming out of the earth, it looked it reminded me so much mm-hmm. of like the ruins you go through in Zelda. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does look like that. It was it was cool. Which also, yeah, I kind of like that. It just like stayed there. I, it's con- it's getting a little bit off putting how much everyone in the world knows about like all the superhero things, but it also makes so much sense because they've all known they that half of the universe went away and like mm-hmm. know about the Avengers. It it makes sense, but it's definitely off putting because superhero movies have never gotten to that point before. Yeah. Yeah. And like where it's like just normal. Like, oh are you a wizard? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't that that's Doctor Strange is one that I don't really like when they do that because he seems more of a character that wizards are, are tab should be taboo in that universe than yeah. people don't know about them. You know, it's okay for people yeah. to know about spider-man and tony starker's iron man and steve rogers's cat it's off-putting it feels weird for a normal person to be like oh like let's go i I wonder if dr strange is going to save the world today like yeah well i guess in far from home like people think he's like a like mysterio is like a wizard like dr strange now yeah but also no i don't think they would compare him to dr strange in that movie but also dr strange has not really done anything in the public eye per se if we really think about it he has they act like there's a video of the end game fight yeah, there's Sometimes not. Sometimes in the MCU. Like, they're like, oh, Maybe a cell phone. Wasn't Scarlet Witch the only one who was able to fight with Thanos? Like, how do you know that? Like, there is no camera. The, they didn't they don't play the people, that video at school. The people from Earth watch Endgame. The Avengers Endgame. Yeah. That's how they <laughs> No, it was Red Wing was recording the whole time. Red Wing. Oh, my God. Red Wing. <laughs> I don't know. But... Yeah, that was like weird. He was like, "Are you a wizard?" Because I feel like, like, like you're saying, like Doctor Strange is not really in the public eye. I'd be like, "Are you?" Yeah, super it's soldier? a little Seems more legit. Like, oh, do you yeah. have super soldier serum, or yeah, do you, you know what I mean? So, are you a Hulk or something? <laughs> are you a Hulk? <laughs> have you been exposed yeah. to gamma radiation recently? <laughs> <laughs> so. Another part of what made this movie like so huge and kind of new territory was the Celestials. You know, they they've been talked about in previous movies. What what did you guys think of that? I personally, before you guys go, was a little upset 
I think it's a missed opportunity to not at least give us, I told Kelly and Alyssa this, to not even put in a small line that would reference Ego since he's technically yeah. a celestial. Like, yeah, you're they, right. That's like, a good point. They could have in the backstory and the exposition. No, it's all good. Uh, uh, they they could have in the backstory of the exposition just been like oh you know like there have been rogue celestials throughout time like who don't follow our way and that I would have been like okay that's ego I'm good you know yeah and I'm thinking also isn't nowhere supposed to be ahead of a celestial mm-hmm. why are all this like that's the thing like we had ego as a version of a celestial nowhere head didn't look like Arishem but meanwhile all the celestials Arishem showed had the same six eye rock mm, sock and robot good point. Look. <laughs> rock him <so> like, <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that it was weird that the rock tiamat um yeah. he looked just like arishim that was weird yeah like why do they look the same like i thought arishim was the guy who's in guardian in the guardian scene when they're like showing the infinity stones and my goes bomb like i assumed it was the same guy yeah. but then after i saw the rock i was like i guess it's, that's just what celestials look like like a bunch of them they just wear helmets <laughs> <I guess. laughs> <laughs> I think that most of them look like that, but like they show one, the one that's holding the galaxy at one point, he he looks like a little different. He's got more of an angular face. They all generally look like that. I just think, and there was winks to Ego. Like if you looked like Arishim had like cracks in his body and you could see like the inside of his body a little bit and the design language like looked like when Ego builds things on his planet. So it kind of was referencing- It almost but- like Kurt Russell. No. No, no, they don't got that. Were they standing on Arishim's face? That's a damn shame. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Were they standing on Arishim's face when he like called them there, and they were like standing, and you saw like the lava holes? Was were those his eyes? I thought he was holding them, like a like a. I thought when what's her name, leader lady, was first talking to him, she was like standing on his face. (laughs) But maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, (laughs) I don't know about that, but also like. I've just been thinking a lot about Thor and he should have known about this. <laughs> like Jake was saying too, like after the movie, like, Oh, if he knew about it, he'd probably be like, Oh, it was a story when I was a kid. Like, you know, which is fine. But I feel like he could have come up in like a post-credit scene, at least t- warning somebody. I know that they're saving him for whatever love and thunder is going to be. And I think Eros is going to be in that personally. Um, I don't know. It just, I get why they don't put the other ones in, but it just, it logically just is insane to me that he wouldn't notice that that was happening <laughs> but whatever i don't know i i feel like odin like definitely knows about eternals and the celestials and stuff oh that he has to yeah he i feel like he knows everything yeah he definitely knows i think thor would again he's definitely like he's off with the guardians like yeah i don't and, think or it, even heimdall yeah but oh, he's, rest in peace he no, did. I know, but just like throughout however long Heimdall's been alive, like yeah, he's put. He have known. He could have warned Thor like years ago, been like, "Yo, look, break get your girlfriend off Keep that planet because it's gonna explode." <laughs> 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 so, question: When Thanos did the blip, he did this the snippety snap. Um, did he wipe out all of just you know the universes? that like the multiverse that like our earth is in or all multiverses i don't know kelly i I don't think it's i don't think it crosses universes i think it's just the universe okay but did he wipe out any of the eternals or no because they're robots right (laughs) (laughs) and like Like, did they not realize they were robots at that point 
I don't think so. No, like, I, I, I wish they addressed it. Like, I feel like well, they've are done they alive? Good they're alive. They're not yeah, technically. I, I don't. Th- but I don't think that counts. They're they're robots. You know. No, they're, but are they not. robots? We don't know they're robots. <laughs> well, because someone has was, to build a robot. They, they are robots. Was ego well, a robot? Yeah, but I don't think they're robots. I think that they're. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I think they're sentient. Like, they had the whole scene guy. where uh, Cersei was looking at faces of herself that were like split open with like gears and, and okay, shit. Okay, the Eternals, it. yeah, not those se- the Celestials. Oh well, the Celestials are. I don't think that counts either. Well, you can't. If it's a living being. I don't think they like count as living. They're like a higher being, though. That's weird. I I wish they addressed at least address if the Eternals were snapped away, and if they were all not snapped away, wouldn't they all know that something is up? Or are they just too powerful for all that? They mentioned it. But they didn't mention that whether or not they were snapped away. Like I feel like they've done a good job of addressing kind of like who was snapped away, who wasn't. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know if Shang-Chi was snapped away. I think he, he wasn't. wasn't. No. Um, but like they didn't address the fact that none of the Eternals were snapped away and or, or what, whatever. I guess they weren't. I'm assuming they weren't. But they should have said that. Yeah, they talked about the blip. That they were. Also, Shang-Chi's probably like, Shang-Chi's probably like Peter Parker's age, if that's the case, if he wasn't blimped. Blip, blimped, blipped. Blimped. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought about that because they're like, Anyway, that's stupid and irrelevant. Sorry, I just had to get that out of my mouth. But yeah, I think that the Eternals probably weren't blipped. At least Ajax wasn't. Because she was like, I've seen, you know, I've seen the humans. Half the universe was gone and they brought it back, you know. So I don't know if they, they probably were there. Um, I had a thought and then I lost it. <laughs> You better go find it. <laughs> I better. I better. Also, why do people always feel so sympathetic to the human race? Right, we're all. Stupid. I know. I think we, <laughs> we could be exploded. Let us no, die. No, but I like. I like. I thought that was uplifting. I like that. No, I like Yo, it too. But I feel like, like these humans Marvel really movie. showed me something different. So, what do the other planets do? I can't believe they're, I was all, actually, they're all worse than I actually us. wanted to talk about that. Like, are the how many Eternals are there? Do they each have? Ten, does each planet have ten Eternals on it? Like each planet that's holding a Celestial that's like gonna birth a Celestial eventually. Birth. You know what I mean? Like that was confusing to me. Do they all like? Was that just Earth's time for a Celestial to be born, or what? Did they all born? I thought at first like a bunch of worlds would have Celestials being born at the same time. But then I was like, I guess not. Like it's Earth's one is like coming because that's when the energy came to fruition or whatever but like other planets have celestials buried in them at the end i think they were looking for other eternals and so there is a bunch more yeah Yeah. well eros is an eternal which is eros an eternal because how is he down with his brother but also an eternal he's the son eternal too they're the sons of the prime eternals from titan and thanos looks purple and nutsack chinny because he <laughs> uh was born with a deviant syndrome so he's got like extra powers that's weird i think so that, that isn't really an eternal because he's a son of an eternal but it but still makes him like like eros is the prime eternal now because he has the orb thing of that team right. yeah I, I think that that's something that they're going to address in future Eternals movies like I think that's a good opportunity they might even do flashbacks of stuff well, to Titan can't be and robots stuff because robots can't have babies no but yeah the, the Eternals on Earth I don't think could have babies either 
I think that they have, it's, they have Thanos and Eros. I'm saying Thanos I, and Eros. But I think it's like a a similar situation. I think it's something like where it was experimentation. That's why because Thanos is the firstborn. Experimentation. What, I think it was like like they. It was a form of experimentation, and that's why he was mutated when he was born. Like clearly, they did something to themselves so that they could conceive, and then then he got the the deviant syndrome. Or well, I mean, well, ego had kids. He was a celestial. That's well, a celestials celestial, aren't though. robots. Yeah, but celestials aren't <laughs> human. <laughs> but but they're they they they're not robots. <laughs> and guys, we all know how to say robot. We're just saying robot. Because... Well, also, wait, but pause. Let's let me just. I just have a little bit of a little thing, and it's gonna go back to one of our Twilight things. I mean, Kelly always talk about Twilight in our pods. So, for the deviant gene to be there, the deviants are are not synthetic beings. They're living creatures. He said that, and they started to evolve. And he's like, that's my mistake because I didn't make them synthetic. So if an Eternal does the dirty with a Deviant for whatever reason, they feel so inclined. Vampire, baby. Vampire like Edward and Bella. <laughs> that's, that's how that's they're born. That's a That's a very big jump. Because one of them <laughs> has to be able to... Yes, it is. Okay, Nick, don't even start with me on vampire now. That's not what I'm talking about. Don't vampire. Like, <laughs> don't even they're not born from eternal no. deviants. But the whole Thanos point is, is whatever. They don't understand. Bella Bella was a human. Edward no. was, a, was, uh, was a vampire. They had SEX. They made <laughs> child. They thought it was an immortal child. It was not an immortal child. Half. It was actually half human, half vampire. So, you named my daughter after the Latinus monster. Exactly. So, that's, so I think that... Either Thanos, probably the mother, because uh, you know, probably needs the one to, you know, incubate the baby, was a deviant, and that's how we got Eros and Thanos. But how come Eros isn't purple? A la Twilight, he got lucky, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I buy it. Uh, uh, whatever. That's not something that that's well, we can't. That's not something to fault the movie. That's comic stuff. That that's all. No, from. I'm not faulting the movie. I'm just trying to figure out how they were born. No, I know, but I'm just saying it's confusing because. Well, I don't know, Alyssa. When a man loves a woman. <laughs> so let's 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 tie it back here. Let's. Um, okay. I think that that was another high point of the movie. To be honest, was them debating on whether or not to save the planet or not like yeah kingo's whole reasoning even though can we talk about like why did i hate it i loved him up until he was like like i liked his reasoning for leaving and being like i'm not gonna fight with you guys but he should have came back in the middle of the final battle no, you know what he should have done you know you know what he should have done he doesn't even have to be there they should have just showed him connecting to the rest of them at the end yeah like they didn't like all of them connect at the end they go blah. And we get a beam, we get the classic Marvel beam. And it was actually cool, it worked. And he's just not involved. Like, just show him connecting to them at the end. Yeah. Even also, if it's they... just that last connection when Rob Stark does it. And they didn't need Licorice. the rings. They didn't need those rings to connect because Sprite yeah, exactly. and, and, and uh, Icarus didn't have them. But they exactly. still got beamed up. So well, didn't they say at one point... Didn't they say at one point, like, they at first they needed Icarus because he was the most powerful, and they were like, no, Cersei, you can do it. You're powerful enough to, like, uh, like right, only a few of them needed it. Right, but they made those bracelets to connect no, but, them. 
No, but that's what I'm saying. They only needed a few of them to wear the bracelets. Like they just needed the most powerful ones of them to wear the bracelets. No, it was just because it was because of the emergence that they were able to all connect because they connected with the celestial and like the celestial connected all them. Yeah, but they also needed those bracelets that Fastos. No, to, because to do Licorice didn't do it at the end. Licorice <laughs> didn't have the bracelet. He still did it at the end. I mean, but that's, that's what I'm saying. They only needed a few of them to wear them to initiate it with the emergence. Like that, the bracelets is what he took. He that. took the orb from the Prime Eternal. And he's like, I can reverse engineer this into bracelets to create the Unimind. So they only needed a few of them to wear those bracelets to initiate the Unimind. And it would automatically connect them. Like, they, that wasn't their choice to, to connect. Like, once it was initiated, I, they, all, they all, like, make the Unimind. I guess, yeah. But they should have shown Kingo from miles away. Being like, they should have, yeah. And his reasoning um, was good. Like, he was like, you know, like, I don't agree with you guys, but I'm not going to fight gonna my, family, my family. Either. Yeah. But like he should have done something. I, I like that they like I, I, they wanted to kind of have different viewpoints across the group. They didn't want it to be like licorice and sprite and everyone else. <laughs> like they wanted some. There's ten it's people or there's now. nine people, nine people left or eight people left at that point. They have to have some diverse diversity in thinking. Um, so I get why they did it, but I wish they showed him connecting at the end. Yeah. yeah. So what I want to know. We mm-hmm. talked about this pre, pre-recording. There seem to be some strong feelings about Harry Styles. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> okay. I want to hear it. Let's hear oh, it. This is not a Harry Styles podcast. <laughs> Neither is ours. Well, it is right now, and I want to hear why you like likes, likes, dislikes, and why. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't so much of that, Nick. I'll let you 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 ask me the question. I'll, I'll address okay. the Harry Styles. <laughs> I don't hate Harry Styles. I'm just not obsessed with him, and I feel like if you're not obsessed with him, people come at you for it because some people people are just randomly obsessed with Harry Styles. I don't care. Guys, girls, everyone, and they're just obsessed with him. He could wear an ugly dress, and everyone's like, oh my god, that's style right there. Um, so, I don't know. I'm just not obsessed with him. I don't hate the guy. I don't I don't love the guy either. I am indifferent about him. I thought his theme was actually pretty cool. I'm excited for Arrows, but I'm not obsessed with him either. I wasn't like, oh my god, Harry Styles. I wish I didn't know that going into the movie, but I did know before. Yeah, um, I don't know why they released that before. The, they should have kept that under under wraps. But um, yeah, I mean, even if I didn't know before, I wouldn't have been that crazy excited. I just don't, didn't care that we much. Knew it was coming. We still shrieked. <laughs> no, I know it was so shrieked. Like... You, you were holding each other like children. <laughs> <laughs> I knew okay, you because listen, I I will say this right now. I was big fan of one direction since they started so like 11 years of my life have been dedicated to you know five people and harry styles is one of them so (laughs) that's it i'm not dedicated anybody else just those five people in one direction (laughs) but i the thing about being such a big big fan of him um and being such a big fan of marvel it feels like I get taken out of the movie. Yeah. Right? I, I get taken out taken out of the Marvel universe and come back to kind of real life. Because I see him as like a part of my real life, whereas I see like Marvel characters, yeah, they're part of my real life, but part of the MCU. Not, you know, my cinematic universe as me as a person. <laughs> yeah. So like that's the cinematic universe. <laughs> exactly. The KCU. So that's of course, like I love that he's in it, but I don't. I don't know how much I'm gonna like it. Like, 
I don't know if I can separate it. I agree with you, Kelly. I feel like I'm, I'm happy that he's in it, and I think he'll do well. But it's it does make it like it kind of breaks that fourth wall where it's like that's Harry Styles, you know? Right. Like, it's not, that's Eros. It's that's Harry Styles. Yeah. The rest of the actors, even if I do know them, like I love Kumail Nanjani. I love him. He's one of my. I was so excited. I didn't get to even talking about him at all. Really, I was so excited for him to be in this movie. And I love all his movies, and I think he's hilarious, and I think I, I, have, I think he's handsome. I love him. But I still look at him in the movie and see Kingo. Right. I still am not like, oh, Kuma, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Harry Styles, I, I was like, yo, it's Harry. Like, you know, it's just like a lot. It's, it's going to take me a minute to kind of meditate into <laughs> that's right. not Harry. <laughs> right. You know? That's a good point. No, I agree so. with you there. Even, even not as a Harry Styles fan. I, could, I see what you mean. It yeah. goes back to to that episode of Game of Thrones where they had Ed Sheeran in. Oh, don't care. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but it's kind of like the same thing. A different different time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. It takes you out of the Game of Thrones universe and it puts you into, that's Ed Sheeran. Not yeah. that's somebody. Especially when they have him singing in your face. Exactly. And zooming on his mouth. <laughs> Literally. I so, if you guys didn't understand how I like how I felt, now maybe you do because I know you have strong feelings about that scene. But I mean, I'm sure that I'll be able to separate church and state when I see, when I see him in you know the next the next movie. But I don't know. And the thing is, these Harry Styles fans, which I am one of them, but they ruined it on Twitter too. <laughs> these Harry Styles, <laughs> like Annoying. these, they're fan like those people that we were in in the theater with. Yeah. Um. They were Harry Styles fans. I know this for a fact because one of the girls, uh, after we got up at the end, she had a, a Harry Styles cardigan, which is like a faint, like a cardigan that he oh, wore one time. I and I was like, okay, that. that's why you were here. Yeah. I was like, that's why you were here. Like you, you may have never seen a, a Marvel movie before in your life, and maybe that's why you're being so disrespectful. Um, <laughs> they were being disrespectful, for her. right? And um, it, it's just like, like I don't know. They just ruined it. They it was all over my Twitter timeline after the all the critics ruined it. Like you should lose your job. I'm sorry. Like you should. You're you're a critic of a movie and you're gonna put the biggest spoiler possible. Those end those end credit scenes. Like you don't you don't talk about those. Yeah, a sacred. Oh, for, on the opening weekend, you don't you don't. And everyone that. knew it was everyone yeah. knew. Preach. I agree. Guy. They should Preach. lose their jobs. Fired. Right, like reach it. There should be. Do you do you not sign an NDA, Kevin Feige? Like you, you better go get them. Yeah, (laughs) let them never see another. They worked so hard on those movies to like. Weekend. They they worked so hard on those movies to like preserve that that magic and 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 wait to surprise people. That's it was. It's unfortunate. Right, and like the second post credit scene was awesome because I didn't know we didn't know it was coming. I was Let's so talk about awesome. the second post credit scene. Yes. Wait, wait, real quick before we move off of it, Nick, you didn't tell them what our hot take on the on Eros, Harry Styles. Thanos is hotter than Eros. <laughs> yes. Period. I'm not even gonna address that. Just I can't ridiculous so statement. Thick. <laughs> okay. Both no. of you need to go to therapy. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> You're just hottest wrong. MCU characters are Thanos and Turtle Night Vision. <laughs> okay, Turtleneck Vision, I will agree with, but Thanos, you, you, no, no. Turtleneck Vision is just straight up hot. Thanos hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he... Anyway, 
Second post credit scene. Yeah. What did we think? I um, thought it was awesome. It was yeah. so cool. <laughs> I'm very. I was confused to see, to see Jon Snow with another giant sword, half of, yeah. like double That's his size. <laughs> so hopefully, he actually does something with it this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did Did you guys know anything? Like, did you know who he was playing in the movie? Like his no, comp. No. And... Not until you told me. You know who you're talking to. I I, <laughs> I knew that he was going to be a superhero. Okay, got you. That like, to be honest, I'm really excited for his character. But I felt that his character was a little forced in this movie, to be honest. I wasn't a fan of how he was reacting to the Deviants and the Eternals in, in the first half of the movie. I was kind of like, this seems a little weird, like how he kind of knows, but he also doesn't know. Mm. Um, I agree and with then that. It felt like they were kind of shoving his origin into this movie. Like when Cersei's FaceTiming with him and she's like, oh, you know, you should patch things up with your uncle. Uh, if you don't know his character, Kit Harrington is playing Dane Whitman, the Black Knight, and it's like a title that's passed through his family lineage because he's related to Sir Percy from Camelot, who mm-hmm. um, lived with Merlin and King Arthur. And his uncle wielded the ebony blade, which is the sword that he has in the post credit scene, but he was like kind of a villain and kind of an asshole. So that's mm-hmm. why she's like, oh, you should patch things up with your uncle, which is probably where he got the sword from. I felt like there could have been a better way to include him in more of the movie without just kind of like like sprinkling him at little points and you know like that love triangle between him Icarus and Cersei could have been interesting if he was along with them for the journey or if he was just in it a little more I don't yeah. know I mean Cersei obviously has a type we can tell yeah <laughs> Stark the type is Stark. sexy <laughs> yeah, yeah Stark man <laughs> so I agree with you Jake um my question is the it seems like the next Eternals movie is going to be, is it going to be based around him or, or what? I think that he is off on his own now. I, I, based on who the voice was in the post credit scene, Nick, do, you don't know who it is yet, right? I told no. Alyssa who it is. The director confirmed it. I, oh, originally... I hate when they confirm things. <laughs> <laughs> so for listeners out there, just to recap, he opens the case with the ebony blade. It It's like kind of like moving around and being all creepy. He's like slowly going to touch it. And a voice says, are you sure you're ready for that, Mr. Whitman? I immediately thought it was the watcher. It sounded exactly like Jeffrey. I Wright's thought it was voice. the watcher too. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, that's the watcher. So hyped. I don't know why he's interfe- intervening with Kit Harrington out of all people in yeah. the MCU, but this is awesome. Um, some people were saying Samuel L. Jackson, some people were saying Dr. Strange, uh, but ultimately it's Blade, Mar- Mahershala Ali's, uh, character. Oh. That's going to be so tight. Is the, um, what do they call him? The day Walker, the living vampire. No, the, the Morbius is the living vampire. He's just a vampire hunter blade, but Wesley Snipes. I thought he was made. a vampire. He's half vampire, but they call him the day walker because he can like walk in broad daylight and not get burned and stuff. He's yeah. me and Alyssa are so excited because we obviously love vampires. Yes. Like a lot. Can't wait to just do more Twilight parallels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm honestly really hyped for that. And they don't I you know, when uh, our friend like hit me up and he's like, oh, I think it was Blade. Like I was like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know if they have any connections, but I think and I hope it's true that uh, Dane Whitman will show up in the Blade movie for a little bit. Um, it's been rumored that Blade's going to appear in the Moon Knight series with Oscar Isaac. I'm hoping that they're building towards, in the comics, there was something called the Midnight Suns team, which is a team of like supernatural dark characters. 
So if like it was Doctor Strange, Wanda, Blade, the Black Knight, and Moon Knight all on one team. Doctor Strange is a dark character. He's like mystical and dark and demons. He's and mystical. Yeah. He's just he's like the he's, lightest he's an character you can get. No, to. but he's an Avenger. No, but I don't mean dark in the sense of like antihero. I mean like dark in the sense of supernatural and mystical uh, and stuff. Uh, mm. What if it's the the dark Doctor Strange from What If? That that Ooh. I would like. That oh I would God, like. God, Kelly, you're gonna make me have a faint. I'm gonna faint. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that they confirmed that it was Blade. They should have just left it. Uh, I kind of like it because now that's like an, a combination we never knew. I don't believe I don't believe in directors confirming things after the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like when they confirm things like way out that are just like kind of ruined. I can't remember one of the directors confirmed something recently about Marvel, and I was like, ah, oh, I don't like that though. I can't. Whatever. Sorry, that wasn't that relevant because I don't know exactly what I was going to say. But <laughs> if it doesn't have anything to do with the future of the films, don't confirm anything anymore. <laughs> keep my opinions the way they are. <laughs> but um, to go back to what you said, Kelly, like, do you think that the second movie will be him? I kind of think he may have some crossovers, but I think he's kind of off with Blade now, and Eternals two will be like with Eros and more cosmic stuff with. But he's got to find Cersei, right? Well, is that's he the whole reason he picked up the sword. You think I that's? Don't... I don't think that's the yeah. reason he picked up the sword. Yeah, definitely. I don't think so. Get her? Go get her. <laughs> What's he gonna do with that? A sword. She was beamed up. Yeah, plunge into the sky. But he could use his super. Why? Well, what is he gonna do? Just be a regular human? He's got to at least try the sword. Yeah, but to do... I thought that's what, that's the reason he was getting it. For some reason, I feel like that happened before she was beamed up. No, I don't think I th- so. I think I don't know. I thought he was going to get go get her. I also will say, back to her getting beamed up. I forgot to say this. It was super off putting seeing the celestial like just staring at her. I know. And like yeah. everyone looking up at the celestial was like, "Okay, come on, let's be <laughs> yeah, real like, here." What is? And that? it should have just been his voice. Like everyone saw him. It was so weird. It was like Rick and Morty. The the show me yeah. what you got. Yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. I did not like that at all. It's like the Watcher when he's like kind of just there in the in the background of the episodes, but no, but no one notices him. Yeah. But like everyone saw the celestial. Like Earth is getting a little too batshit here. Yeah, they're just <laughs> totally desensitized. <laughs> no, imagine how, imagine being a human being and all this crap is going on, and you're just like normal. Yeah. And <laughs> you know how much trauma you'd have I from know. just between right now, just between the blip and between this giant celestial and just staring down everyone at you. Everyone on Earth saw him. Come on, literally. <laughs> They have He's to, about uh, sixty times the size of Earth. You yeah. could probably just like pick it up in one hand and throw it into the next multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> they they have to address that. Like I think this takes place the same time as Far From Home, so like I'm wondering why. I guess they didn't want to give things away in Falcon and Winter Soldier, for example, which takes place six months six months after Endgame. Why there wasn't like a newsreel or something like. Oh, giant stone emerging from the ground, or giant face in the sky. You know, I don't think they're going to start talking about that in, in uh, Spider Man. Not in Spider Man, but I'm saying just in other MCU movies, you would think yeah. that like they have they have to address that. <laughs> like, there's no it. way there's going to be like, especially giant stone with Nick Fury like on Earth. You know, well, he's in uh, on the Sword Station, but not on Earth anywhere but Earth. But anyway, 
Um, Let's rank oh, our oh, characters. Yeah. We're going to rank the Eternals uh, from worst to best, and then we're going to head to the report card. And okay. we're going to... Yeah. All right. Okay. Are we doing it together or are we doing it individually? Let's all say it at the exact same time. Okay. <laughs> are we going to say who our 10th person is first? Well, I think we all agree on this one. It's Bright. <laughs> let's let let's go one by one. So okay. we'll, okay. we'll go. Oh, okay. are we all doing our tenth? No, let's go. Let's go one by one. Like do all of them. It'll be Once, confusing right, if we start, do all Jake. ten. Go all right. least favorite first. Least favorite sprite. Okay. Then Ajac. Okay. Really? You know, okay. I mean, maybe if we got more of her, I would. I love love Sama Hayek. I thought she was great casting, but and she can honestly come back because the memories. But then Gilgamesh above her. I get which I love. I love Gilgamesh, but and we need more of him. He was I gone know. so quickly. I like, I liked him. Uh, then Icarus. Okay. Then Cersei. Okay. Then Kingo. Then Fastos for top three, Thena, and then Makari. Makari's you missed somebody. You're Makari's missing Druig. No, I said Druig. No, you didn't. Oh. When? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I'll go again. Sprite, Ajax, Gilgamesh, Icarus, Cersei, Kingo, Druig, Fastos, Thena, Makari. Okay. Okay. You did not say Druig because all three of us did not hear it. We have it on tape. Makari's <laughs> favorite? I'm surprised by that. I just thought she was so cool. Like the, the fight scenes and stuff. And I thought, like, I don't know. Having a deaf person in the movie was really cool. And just the okay. signing. The, the action okay. scenes were phenomenal. Like Nick said, that fight with her and Icarus and the scene where she was running around the world to find Tiamat. Beautiful. Thought it was awesome. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, Kelly, you go. Who's next? I'm not ready. Me? Alyssa, you go. All right. No, Kelly's going to go. Fine. <laughs> okay, um, Kelly, you go. Ten. Sprite. Of course. <laughs> Nine, I'll agree. Ajax, not enough of her. Eight, I'm going uh, Fastos. What? Seven. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> okay. Seven. Icarus. Six. Um, Cersei. Fifth. Thena. Fourth. Kingo. Third. Gilgamesh. Second. Makari. First. Druig. Dang. Okay. Drewing first. Okay. Interesting. Alyssa, your turn. Okay. Oh, this is so hard. Okay. I agree with 10 and 9. I got to say 10, Sprite, 9, Ajax. I'm good with that. Then I'm going to go 8 is going to be for me. Um, I'm going to go with Makari. I love her, but I, I wanted more from her, and I, I don't know. I, I thought it was weird how she just kind of, like, stayed in the ship for a while. Um, Makari, <laughs> then I'm <laughs> – then seven, I'm going to go with um, Cersei. Six is Kingo. Five, Icarus. Um, four is going to be Athena. And then, or Athena, excuse me. Then I'm gonna do. Who's left? I'm forgetting someone. Well, you're missing Fastos, Druig, and. 
Gilgamesh, um, right? Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So then it's Gilgamesh, Druig, Fastos. Fastos is your favorite? I, I'm doing it like I, I really like that his powers and like his influence. Obviously, Druig is, has my heart because I want to marry him. <laughs> but I think that as far as what he did for the world and as part of the Eternals, I mean, Fastos was the only one that almost defeated Icarus. That's true. And the only reason Icarus is so low is because he went villain. <laughs> true. Fastos had really unique powers. No, he it was, was really it, cool. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick. Okay, is it my turn now? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it still. Um, okay. <laughs> I know. I was doing it as I was saying it. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to go Sprite last, of course. And then after that, I'm going to go Icarus. I knew he was a villain the whole time. I thought he was so boring. I didn't think he was an interesting villain at all. Then Ajax. Then, you're going to hand me the Druig. Ah. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> then, I guess, Gilgamesh. Then, Cersei. <sighs> Kingo. Cersei, mm. Kingo. Where am I? Cersei, Kingo. Um, Makari. My top two are tough. I'll go Cena and then I'll go Fastos. I love Fastos. Finally got yeah. some LGBT representation. True. My yeah. gay gadget guy. I loved his line when he was like, <laughs> I loved his line when he was like, I wouldn't change a thing about me. It was like, I was like, there double meaning there. Loved it. Um, gay gadget guy. My gay Let's gadget go. guy. I was <laughs> first time Marvel did anything except for one line in in uh, Endgame, so I was very was happy to worst. see that. Oh, oh, I hate that scene. The worst. Wait, wait, what? What? Why Endgame am I drawing was a blank? Like, when he went on a date with the guy. Oh my they, god! No, they oh. were. Yeah, they were like. The, oh my god! The, he went on a date with a guy. No way. Circle. <laughs> no way. I hate that scene. The I hate circle. that scene, and I loved. I was like. Unsure if they were gonna have Fastos kiss his husband, but they did. I love that they, they had a kid. Yeah. Their kid was so cute. Yes. Yep. <laughs> he was. So Fastos is my fave. Yeah. There we go. He's cool. Um. Okay. I guess now we did one ranking. Now it's report card time. Here we Woo-hoo. go. For those of you unfamiliar with the Popcorn Heights report card, um, it's something Jake and I developed to kind of help us give a percentage out of a hundred. Uh, for each movie we give a ranking out of 10 for six categories. The categories are pacing, visuals, acting, music, story, and heart. So we will go around and each give our ranking out of 10 for, for each of these categories. Um, I guess we'll go in the same order we did the, or actually, you know what? Let's do a backwards order. I'll start first do it. for, for the, each category. Um, okay, so the first category is pacing. I'll say right off the bat, the pacing in this movie was horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> Agreed. Um, I thought it was really bad. I thought it jumped around a lot at the beginning. Uh, I know they had a lot to balance, so I'll give them a little bit of credit for that. Um, but out of ten, I'll give it like a three point seven. Whoa. You know what, a three point. A th- yeah, I'll give it a three point seven. Whoa! Oh, are we doing point like that? Yeah, you can do. Yeah, point. yeah. Out of ten. Okay. Um, and then Alyssa, you're next. Oh, for the same category? Okay. Yeah, pacing. 4.1. <laughs> Kelly, your so turn. Solid four and a half. Four okay. and a half. Damn. Go up. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give it a six because right, my, my problem with pacing was the first 
a third of the movie, like second and third acts, I thought were 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 good. Okay, not not perfect, but but not not but not a three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, visuals is next. Uh, I usually don't do this first. It's kind of fun. Um, visuals. I felt like the visuals were good. Like I said, some of the action was like great for some of the characters, not so great for some of the other characters. Some of the CGI was a little bit much, but ultimately it was like enjoyable to watch. But I, I don't think it was anything great, so I'll give it like a 6.8. 6.8. Um, I was thinking 7.8, so I'm going to stick with that. Okay. I do think that visually um, certain things that weren't CGI'd were really, really cool. Like the, the shots with Cersei and Icarus in like the sand dunes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I thought some of it was pretty, pretty beautiful. So uh, I'm going to be a little bit higher. I, I do like 7.6. Okay. Um, this is really tough because there were, it was so stark, like what was beautiful and what really did not look good at all. Pip the troll looked horrible. Yeah. I'll it say that. So bad. Pip the troll looks really bad, and some of the deviant shots looked really good, and then others times I was like, "This looks very fake." Um, but I felt like the celestials, like Arishim, looks beautiful. The landscapes all looked really cool. Um, I think that kind of outweighs. Like you know, there's always going to be some the actors and actresses look beautiful. <laughs> they do no, really. Do. Um, Visually I'll, pleasing. I'll yeah. go seven point nine. All right, next is acting. Um, I felt like the cast was amazing, um, but I didn't get as much from each of them as I was expecting sometimes. Uh, but ultimately, it wasn't anything bad. It was, it, was, it was good, but it wasn't like as good as I thought it would be. Um, but I'll give it like a, I'll give it a 7.8. Um, I thought that most of it was pretty good. I mean, so, there were some awkward things. Like, I feel like, you know, Richard Madden was a is a good actor, but some things he was doing were just like really forced him specifically. Like mm-hmm. I remember some of our troll audience was like laughing at some of his more serious lines. And I didn't think they were laugh out loud funny, but I, I could see where the giggles were coming from. Um, but that being said, I'm gonna give them a seven point three overall. Oh wow. Yeah. So this cast is you got some of the biggest stars in the world here. Angelina Joe friggin' Lee. She like, crushed it. She, she did, did, crush, she did it. crush it. Angelina Joe Lee, Richard Madden, Kit Harrington, um, Selma Hayek. Even though she wasn't in it a lot, she did a very, very good job. Um and obviously my boy Barry I don't even know how to say his last name. Keegan Kogan. I don't either, but Druig. Daddy Kuma. Barry. Yeah. Daddy Barry. Um <laughs> Kumail Nanjani, is that did mm-hmm. I say it right? Yeah, Kumail Nanjani. So I I think that it was pretty 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 freaking good. So I'll 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 go an eight eight point oh. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go eight point two. Mm. I will say Angelina Jolie, Fina. I gave her my second favorite. I loved her. I felt like mm-hmm. they made her perfectly, like not talk a lot at the beginning, and then as we went on, you like loved every minute she spoke. So yeah. I love that about her. Fina's my girl. It um, was cool. The uh, I liked how she was the one that had that, like, started to re- get her memories and have that. that yeah. Weird, that, but it was weird how they kind of just like dropped in and gave an, a name, Mad Weary. I think they called yeah. it. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Weary. Which I was like, they kind of just like 
was like, oh, she has mad weary. And then it went to yeah, it's a good disease. Like, right. Like, oh. how do you know like, that? But that's the if thing. It's too, never like, happened to anybody, and you're the only uh, Eternals on the on the planet. Like, how yeah. do you know what mad weary is? And I wanted to say that too. Like, how did they know that you could be deleted or erased if they didn't know that they didn't continue to live? Whatever. Like I don't think. Plot holes. I don't think they knew. They didn't give it that explanation until they knew about Arishim's real plan. But they knew that you could erase your no, memories. They said that they could bring her back to the ship and erase her memories. They knew mm-hmm. that. Oh, Jack said it. Oh well, I don't think that means that they knew they've been erased before. Yeah, but you should still figure that out. They know that they can be erased, and they said from past missions. So they said that in that scene. No, but Cersei was like, "This is my. What are you talking about? This is my first mission to Arishim." Like they all thought it was their first mission. But yeah, I think that she didn't... was just saying you've been living for thousands of years. Like, I didn't uh, get that it was from Pat, but they did know they had the ability to like wipe memories. And if they've been alive, they should have put it two and two together. Past. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, music, yeah. music is next. Um, there was one. I forget what scene it was, but there was one scene. It was earlier. It was like early second act. I, I really forget what it was. And I was like, okay, the music in the scene is great. Um, other than that, I felt like um, the music was solid. They had a little bit of Pink Floyd in there. Yeah, they um, opened with cool. it. I was gonna say that was that was cool. Um, I feel like it was very good. Nothing like super special towards the end. I was happy they didn't pull a classic Marvel and just put a rock song in the end, and they kept it like super like grandiose and, and orchestra orchestral. Um, I sometimes don't like when Marvel just tries to throw a rock song in there. Um, so I did appreciate that, but I don't. I, in the final battle, it didn't like hit me. I wasn't like, "Oh my god, this soundtrack." Um, but I'll give it a seven. All right, I'm thinking higher. I enjoyed the music. I really liked that they used Pink Floyd. There was a few songs that they threw in, even like the songs that they used, kind of like for two seconds. Like I think Juice was in there or something. There was there was like a there <laughs> were like a few things the in Lizzo there that song. I thought were fun. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it eight point eight. Whoa. Ooh, okay, girl. I was That's vibing. Hi. <laughs> um, I agree. I think the orchestral, the score of the movie was was really pretty. Um, loved the Pink Floyd in the beginning, and then, but like Nick said, I wasn't like super like enthralled with the soundtrack of it. I wasn't like, oh, like this one scene had this one. Um, you know, motif mm-hmm. or something in the in the score that I was like really really drawn on. So, um, it was beautiful, but not my favorite. So, seven point two. Mm. So I'm the opposite. I I I loved the. I I I came out of that movie like I need to listen to the soundtrack on the way home. I I listened to the whole orchestral soundtrack on the way home. It's the same guy that does Game of Thrones and Westworld, Ramin Javadi. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I do have to listen to it again. The Eternals <laughs> theme is so good. Like I came out of it, like I gotta like add that to my Marvel playlist. I don't know. I really love him. I love his music. I thought the orchestral stuff was great. Pink Floyd was great, and Foreigner to end the Arrow yep. scene was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going nine point three on this one. I love. I love this score. Yeah, Jakey. Okay. I'm definitely gonna have to see it again and listen a little better. Not, not your typical. It's not your typical like Captain America Winter Soldier like, yeah, like yeah. The right. soundtrack, but it's so beautiful. I think I need and to then, give it like, a second listen. Yeah, and the Eternals theme is like hard hitting, like Game of Thrones, Rami and Javadi vibes. Yeah. So. Okay. Next is story. Um, I I appreciate what they took on. They took on like a very grand story. Um, 
kind of similar to pacing. It was a little bit choppy, but I kind of already gave it gave it some gave it a hard time for that. Um, ultimately, like the overall story, I like the inclusion of the Eternals in the MCU. Um, I feel like they tackled a lot. Um, sometimes there were some plot holes. Deviants meant nothing. Um, I'll give it like a I'll give it a six point eight. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of You said 6.8? Mhm. I have a 6.3. Okay. Damn. <laughs> I feel like a lot happened, but also nothing happened at the yeah. same time. Mm-hmm. That's how I really feel about it. Um I'm going to go not as low as as uh, you guys, I think I'll go like a seven point three. <laughs> um, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I really like the way they connected the mythos and created this whole new lore of like connecting it throughout history. Thought it was really cool and gave it a different sort of vibe that you didn't get from other period pieces in the Marvel universe. I will say something that would have been really cool. I just, this doesn't have to do with my writing, but I, it just pops in my head. Something that would have been really cool if we're seeing them throughout time, wouldn't it been cool to like, just get them passing by like an Avengers battles at some point in time, like them witnessing mm-hmm. stuff yeah. that happened in the MCU. That would have been cool. But regardless, <laughs> um, yeah. It, Tony Stark's birth. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we'll if, name him Tony. Yeah. If, <laughs> <laughs> No, like if you like in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, for example, like when Ego started uh, igniting his spawns, like if you just saw where they were when that was happening, or like if you saw where they were when the Battle of New York was happening. But yeah. um, that'd be cool. Yeah, there were obviously there were some plot holes. Like I felt like the Deviants could have been a lot better. Um, but I really liked the whole backstory they had with the Celestials. It's going super cosmic. Um, I'll go seven point six. Wow. All right. Final uh, category is heart. Um, I feel like it's tough to like put the relationships in one of these categories. So I'll feel like I'll put that in heart. I felt like you did care about these characters a lot. Like they did do a lot of great character development for some of them in a short period of time. There was some characters I wish we got more of. Uh, They did effectively build a lot of the relationships within this group. Um, And I feel like I'm excited to see some more of these characters. Um, and I feel like that was really where the heart of the story lied, like with the relationships between the characters. So I thought it worked. Um, I don't think it was like the most, I also, I will mention this too. I appreciated the, the, the like, that the Eternals had appreciations for earth and humans. I thought that was like a nice touch and like spoke to humanity a little bit. So it did have a little bit of a moral. I didn't feel like it was the most heartfelt story I ever watched, but I felt like it did have, it did have heart. Um, I'll give it a 7.3. I agree with you. I think that the there was a lot of heart in the relationships, and I feel like it made you really um, connected to the characters. But I, to be honest with you, I felt connected to the characters and them as a family, and I wanted them to survive <laughs> and be happy. But I didn't even feel connected to the cause of them saving the world. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you watch Endgame, and they're trying to figure out how to bring everyone back, and they're like, you, like... Yeah are in that like the blip you want them back like i was like eh maybe the earth will blow up whatevs i just <laughs> want to up. <laughs> i hope that icarus doesn't kill all of them you know what i mean like it's kind of like i was more concerned about them than i was their goal and i feel like the heart of a superhero movie is supposed to be like you want the superheroes to win 
I just kind of wanted them to survive. I don't know. It just didn't feel like I was that connected to their goal. But I did really love them and I did really like seeing their relationships and I want to see them flourish and I want to see them again. Hmm. I'm going to go 7.1. Alyssa, I I could not have said it better myself because I felt as though, as I've said earlier, the character development of them all as I don't know. I'll call them people. You know, they're not. Um, robots rushed. Robots. <laughs> it was very, very rushed. So I felt that there was heart between them as a family, but I felt no like heart for the movie as a whole. Yeah. Like, if the if people died, I would have been like, okay, they're gonna come back eventually. Like, yeah. I I didn't feel that 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 sympathy for the human race that the Eternals felt for them in that moment um and i don't know if that's a reflection on me yeah are we like social masco i don't know um but it felt kind of incomplete to me in, in that aspect so i'm yeah. gonna go like 6.8 mm-hmm. um i will say i agree with all of you i agree that the relationships between the team, like between the team members and their relation to humanity, uh, really gave it the most heart. Um, probably the source of the heart for the entire movie. Um, you can, t- I don't know, I, I, you can tell that the director Chloe Zhao like really cared and had a spe- specific vision for these characters. Like again, this is like a swing in the dark, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like no one kn- knows who the Eternals are. Um, and they're, it's vastly different than they are in the comics. Like obviously some stuff is different, but she clearly had a very specific vision for how these people who are really the farthest thing from human are, look like us. They, they represent who we are and they love us. They love humanity and they connect with us and they have all their different reasons for loving humanity. So I, I really felt that I really liked that a lot. Um, and I respected that it, it, it like did its own thing, even though it had some Marvel tropes. Um, but I will say, I do agree with you, like Endgame, you, you really like, I, I, it, like, I get the butterflies in my stomach when I watch yeah. Endgame and I'm like, I love the Avengers. Like I, I, I love that people love them, you know, I care about them mm-hmm. and I love the Eternals too, but it didn't give me like that same thing where I was like, oh, like butterflies. Um, I'll go 7.4. Yeah, I think if we have more time with the Eternals, we'll be more connected to them too. But at this point, exactly that was I was what I was gonna say. Like maybe by whatever the big thing is, like Thanos was the big thing and the blip was the big thing. By that time, maybe we'll get that same feeling. But it just it wasn't there for this. Oh, you already know that. I feel like this is setting up. This is like the first step. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but like everything so far in Phase Four, I felt like all right what are they building toward like this the infinity saga was building towards the infinity zones like what is this building towards we got multiverse here we got political yeah, issues I feel here like- we got this this like i was like cosmic like they're building i i think they're building to galactus i was like yeah they're clearly setting us up for something like galactus or and combining with the multiverse like this made me feel like all right i know what they're building towards now i don't know though i feel like every time i see something new in marvel face 4 it's like 
oh my god this makes infinity war and endgame look like child's play like low-key they said <laughs> it about like shang chi some people were saying it about like this they're saying it about i feel like it's they're kind of taking a few different routes and i'm not sure which route is going to be like the next end game route um even i mean if you go back as, as far as dr strange like they kind of built for mom was like the biggest threat so I, it seems like they have a few different avenues they can go um i feel like i'm hearing that every time a new marvel movie comes out or a marvel show or movie comes out though so question Mino, so don't read the comics, right? We say this all the time. And <laughs> I don't either. And we tend to make a lot of stuff up. Um, <laughs> but is there going to ever be another movie like titled Avengers something? Like, or are the Avengers just gone? Like no, as a whole. Kevin Feige's confirmed that Avengers 5 is going to happen. Okay. Do we, we know, know when? No, we we have no idea like when. Or Twenty what years. I think they got to work on building a cohesive team. I feel for like sure they had a cohesive team, and then Endgame was like we're all adventurous, which was cool. But they have to lock down like a smaller. This like is the, the main. This five, is a new Avengers you know, team. Main yeah. six, yeah. Main five or six, and and kind of like. And will obviously... it include old Avengers at all? Right. I don't know. Very interesting to find out. And will we all have the same love for them that we did? Mm. It might be, be tough. tough. Gonna be tough. Gonna be tough. Could Very be tough. <laughs> they have a lot to live up to. Anyway, we never revealed our percentage. So oh, drum, yeah. drum roll, please. Seventy percent. Seventy. Okay. Fair. Uh, yeah. If anything, it's too high. <laughs> I, I don't know i think our, our score for black widow is too high now so thinking thinking of that what did you give what was our score again? for black widow 78 i don't think that's too high i don't think that's too high i kind of like black widow better i like oh, black I kinda widow like, i kind of like this better than black widow no it's close like i felt like they were both like that was good but it could have been better i feel mm -hmm. like black widow was just like a movie did nothing wrong like didn't wow me that much either like this one like did some stuff i didn't like the only thing better. Yeah, that bothered me and Alyssa about Black Widow was the fact that she didn't have a movie earlier. And if she did, it would have probably scored like 95 percent. Yeah. Had they not pigeonholed her into this one point in time um, and had there been a movie before, you mm -hmm. know, before event Endgame came out, like, come on. Yeah, I, I agree that it was pigeonholed. And I feel like they they're just afraid to go like full in on like her trauma and her, her darkness like they kind of lightened it up with the family and i like red guardian i like florence Pugh, uh yelena belova but like in the end of black like i loved all the other things in black widow but in the end it just kind of felt like oh something's falling from the sky like yeah it's over now you know like get some rated r stuff in there man like well, really because also like it. for no, black widow never. like she had years of like mental torture and yes the new widows were trained, but they also had those chips in them. So they didn't need to go through everything that she went through. Per se. I didn't like the chip thing, but that's a whole different, we're getting into a whole new <laughs> we're, we're just, you know, <laughs> tangent time. <laughs> and quickly, let me mention something else about Black Widow is like Budapest was built up as this whole yep. huge mission that was supposed to be badass and dark. And it ends up that she was just sitting in a car and she planted an explosive in a girl's backpack. Like yeah. when they're fighting well, the Battle of New York, and she's like, but like, 
No, but they're saying like it was like this big firefight, like just like Budapest yeah. with the with the arrows. I'm what like, is she it, thinking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should have just not this included is just Budapest. like Budapest. Oh, you mean the time when you like killed a girl? <laughs> a girl. <laughs> killed a little girl. <laughs> Like you could have left oh, it up to our imagination at that point. Like, have yeah, you know, I, I wish they almost, I almost wish something they did. different. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, Black Widow bonus content. Director <laughs> confirms <laughs> Budapest is. <laughs> it's a shame. Well, anyway, last Budapest thing before we uh, last thing before we head out for this episode is we got some follower responses uh, on Instagram that I just have to mm. give a quick shout out to. Yeah, uh, our very own Tommy Fitzgerald. Uh, popcorn heist contributor and head of uh, tuesday trivia he said Ooh. camille nanjiani just left and never came back what <laughs> agreed we and feel you he also said um was there a more useless eternal than cersei question mark clearly not a, <laughs> clearly not a fan of cersei there i, I mean, think she needs work yeah she was cool oh. but like she wasn't the favorite she's very one-dimensional to me i just yeah i feel like she was kind of like a wounded animal the entire film. I, I I liked her, but there was just some that I loved. Like she was like yeah. right in the middle. Like I was just kind of neutral. Liked her. I liked her, but there was some like Dana. I just wanted her to be the leader. Like she never had the moment where she was the leader. They were always like Icarus, you're actually the leader. We don't know why Ajax picks her. She she sucks. Oh, like so, like hate, command it. You have the little ball. Right. In your neck. It's the typical like. It's the typical like. Oh, I'm a woman. Can I lead? <laughs> Yeah, like, it's like <laughs> no, just proof to like, like you're giving her this mantle. Don't why are you making her second guess herself? Like yeah, also, like you can do it. It was a strong female. Exactly, leader. you lived with her for five thousand years. You don't know how to lead the team. Why are they defaulting to stupid Icarus, who was basically just a sim for Ajax? I had the same costume they, and everything. They 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 try and be progressive and be like, oh, here's a woman leader, and then they do that. Like and just have her be confident. A limp noodle. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Save it for like, Sims Guide, Kelly. We're gonna, we're gonna scare the boys. <laughs> then we got uh <laughs> we got uh King Louis, uh Louis Tufano. He came on for our Suicide Squad episode and he said Kingo kicks ass. Fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. I love Kingo. I I, Except he I shouldn't have left. Shouldn't have Which, left. He should have came back. I like that he left, but he should have came back. We also have yeah. to talk about Kingo's little butler guy. So funny. Love him. Karan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, What's his name? Not Karan. Karun. I think. Yeah. And then That's last funny. comment from T Bowles97. He said, Will I get a shout out? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you, you're this has been out. Popcorn Heist. <laughs> <laughs> Join the heist. Join the heist. Thanks for coming on, Simps. Bye. Oh, of course. Thanks for having us. Thank you.